Building influence is something anyone can learn. It's an investment you can make in yourself and it can hold the keys to achieving your dreams and having the life and impact you want to have. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. I've learned a lot over three decades about building and sustaining influence and how using it and using it effectively can make a big, big difference in your life and career. Here on She Said, She Said podcast, we're digging into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. If you thought being an influencer was just for social media, think again. Whether you're starting a business, raising money for a cause, negotiating a promotion, running your household, or trying to connect with those who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will increase your chances of success, whatever your goals may be. Listening to She Said, She Said podcast is a smart, efficient investment you can make in you. I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited we're on this journey together. Hey friend, welcome to She Said, She Said podcast. I am really glad you're here and I hope that you are joining me after an amazing summer. Depending upon where in the country or the world you're joining me from, you might still have a few days of vacation left and maybe some Labor Day plans. Um, But this summer, I took some time off and I dialed back on my regular work schedule In order to engage in a more full recharge, I stepped away from podcast interviews and from speaking engagements so that I could really spend more time with my family and my favorite vacation spot, but also so that I could reflect on these, well, now 260 episodes and really spend time thinking about the feedback that you have been sharing about topics that you would find valuable and things that resonated with you over the past almost six years, if you can believe it. I am so grateful for the time that you spend with me each week and for all of that incredible feedback and input that you share. And I am doing my best to put that to really, really good use. Based on that work, I am getting ready to roll out a new series of terrific interviews over the course of the next several weeks. I'll have the first one up next week. We're going to kick things off by digging into failure with Harvard Business School professor Amy Edmondson, who is absolutely fantastic. She will join me to talk about her new book, which will be out, I think it's the 8th of September. I'll include a link um, in the show notes where you can pre-order it. But the book is called The Right Kind of Wrong, How We Get So Much Wrong About How We Think About Failure. We, We already know that we learn more from our failures than our successes, but the way in which we approach challenges in the first place sometimes sets us up to misunderstand the real value. So there is a lot packed into the conversation and Amy is brilliant and so thoughtful. I know you're going to love it. Um, I loved uh, reading the book over the course of the summer and I think you will too. So be sure to check that out. Then we will talk to financial expert. Actually, she is a financial wellness expert. Her name is Manisha Takor, and she has written a book called Money Zen. 
about how to fight the never enough mentality as it relates to our personal finance and our net worth. And if you are, if you sometimes find yourself, like I find myself sometimes wearing the busy badge and maybe asking ourselves, okay, why? <laughs> um, there is a lot packed into this episode, including how sometimes the narratives that we stick to as it relates to money and finance and wealth and success and all those sorts of things, the narrative that we tell ourselves about that can leave us stuck in situations that may not be as healthy as they should be. So again, there's a lot packed into this. I think you're really going to love Manisha's perspective. Then we will also be talking to Shanna Hawking about her one bold move a day strategy, which can help us really jumpstart our motivation as we get back into work post a vacation. We're going to talk about some midlife challenges as well that impact us not just physically, but can also impact our career trajectory as well, and certainly can impact us as we think about pivoting in our careers. So, so much tremendous content and great experts that are headed your way coming up in the next few weeks, and I'm really, really excited to share all of that with you. But friend, I'm going to be honest though. As I start to think about jumping back into my day-to-day after this summer break, it is not without some degree of trepidation and maybe even, if I'm honest, a little bit of angst about making sure that I'm ready to tackle all the opportunities and challenges that lie ahead. And I am, of course, not just talking about those that are work-related. There are lots of things that are waiting for us on the other side of a break always, whether you've taken a break this summer or whether you're getting ready to. And it can be hard to really calibrate and think about all those opportunities and challenges that ultimately lie ahead. And for me, it also relates to all the great ideas that I have been thinking about over the course of the summer that I want to figure out a way to develop content around and ultimately share with you. So as I thought about all of this and thought about the fact that you may also be feeling what I'm feeling, I wanted to share today a few things that are on my list of best practices that help me. When I use these things, when I focus on them, I find that it's incredibly helpful, whether it's coming out of vacation mode or really just maintaining a day-to-day equilibrium, which is hard, right? Let's face it, we have to recalibrate. Um, But anyway, coming out of a vacation, I think it's these things can be super helpful. I kind of equate this period of coming out of a vacation, especially if it's been maybe more than a couple of weeks to be a bit of a shock to the system, kind of like being thrown into one of those ice tubs that now people are, you know, they're really popular. A lot of people are adhering to them and they're important for inflammation and all those sorts of things. It sounds like the inner circle of hell to me, but you know, if that's your thing, that's great. But it can be, my point is, it can be a shock to the system. (laughs) And I sort of equate this period to being somewhat like that. The sudden rush of emails and tasks and expectations And it can leave you feeling really overwhelmed. And depending upon, of course, how long your break has been and how fully you unplugged, you may also find yourself feeling a little bit out of practice. And while you may feel rejuvenated after time away, you might also be feeling a bit of self-doubt. 
So if any of this sounds at all familiar, I think you'll value my favorite tips for actually navigating the transition back to work. Okay, my first tip, like so many things, awareness is incredibly important. And so the first tip is to recognize the overwhelm in the first place because it's okay to feel overwhelmed and it is completely normal. A break often detaches us from that regular and normal rhythm of work and life. And so jumping back in does feel really jarring. And I find that it can challenge my confidence too, that because I'm a bit out of practice with work, that I can begin to, you know, that self-doubt can ultimately creep in. So what's important to remember is that the feeling isn't a reflection of your capabilities, but rather it's just a normal, natural human response to abrupt change. And so first and foremost, being aware of that feeling is really important and understanding why you may be feeling that. The second tip is to really prioritize. Now that may seem completely obvious, but I have a tactic for doing this that works well for me and it's really, really simple. My favorite tactic is to capture absolutely everything that I need to deal with and to handle and try to put it all in one place. And then from there, from that big, major, massive, sometimes overwhelming list, I can prioritize what must happen when and get those things on my schedule or delegate them as they need to be delegated to a team member or a family member or something like that. But capturing everything in one place and corralling all the to-dos has the added benefit of telling my brain that it doesn't have to remember all those little things. I've actually captured them so that my brain can go to work on more important tasks. And the second part of this is then prioritizing that long list according to some version of must, should, or could to the most, to use the most simplistic approach. Now for me, the musts and shoulds and coulds translate into A's and B's and C's. Musts are A's, those are tasks that are urgent and vital. Shoulds are B's, tasks that are important but not immediately time sensitive. And then C's are tasks that would be nice to complete if time allows. Now that's where I also park, this is really important, where I park those ideas that percolated up during my time away. All those nuggets of inspiration, maybe they're just ideas or concepts that are not fully baked, but that really need to be fleshed out. C's are oftentimes where I park those. Having a strategy for really prioritizing and do whatever works for you, but what it does is helps you break things into more manageable chunks. We already know and understand the wisdom of doing that, but developing some kind of a practice for doing that instead of diving into everything all at once can really have a huge impact if you're feeling overwhelmed. Okay, the third tip is reconnecting with your team, your colleagues, and with clients. It's a very important re-entry tactic because it can further help you prioritize what's most important on that list as you're thinking about which things are musts, shoulds, or coulds. It can be a great way to really ease back in and also catch up, um, and it helps you with, again, navigate that larger to-do list. My fourth tip 
really relates to being kind to yourself and pacing yourself as you're easing back in. Do that by scheduling some time on your calendar to allow yourself to, again, step away regularly as you ease back in. Now, this is great advice generally and not just for when you're returning from a break. When you put that time on your calendar for brain space, for a walk, for a yoga class, or just to think, it's much more likely to happen. This can be especially helpful as you jump back into work, but the more disciplined that we are in doing this, the more likely that it is to become a regular habit. And that can be one of the most helpful things that we do for maintaining work-life balance over the long haul, not just when we're coming out of vacation or reminding ourselves to take a longer break, but actually building that break time into our regular work schedule. I'll be honest though, I mean, these windows tend to be the ones, at least for me, speaking for me personally, that I'll give up on, but I'm much more likely to take advantage of when they are on my schedule. And it's all the more reason why it's helpful to use this as a little reminder. Okay, my fifth tip relates to reflection. Breaks are often extremely helpful for reminding us of the need for greater balance in our lives and for the benefits that come with stepping away. So reflecting on how your break fueled and motivated you, what you learned, which books you read and enjoyed that you might want to share with your team, maybe a few takeaways from those books, and most importantly, making sure that you capture any sparks of inspiration that ignited while you were away. These can be ideas that maybe sit on the back burner. As I said before, I put them in my, you know, prioritized as a C so that they have a place to go. But what's most important is to not lose sight of those great ideas and that great inspiration as you jump into your day-to-day. Number six, friend, celebrate even modest progress as you jump back in. Every single task that you complete, each project that you dive into ultimately counts. And by celebrating those small wins, it helps you create a mood boost and ultimately drives your momentum which is super important. Number seven is get organized. (laughs) Organize your environment as hard as that may be. Clear that clutter around you and the piles that you left unsorted before your break. That will help you clear the clutter from your brain. Now, you may be the tidiest, most organized person on the planet, and if so, good for you. I'm really not. I really have to work on this. But I find when I take just that extra, sometimes it's just 10 or 15 minutes, and I go through the piles. Um, Ultimately, I do try to do this before I go on vacation, and I did a pretty good job of that this year. Yay, me. Um, But coming back, you know, there's going to be some things to go through, a lot of paper to plow through that has piled up over the course of the last several weeks. So that will be one of the first things that I do. The point is, It really helps you clear the clutter from your brain and helps you focus. Similar to my strategy for corralling everything in one place, decluttering really helps your brain feel more in control and it can yield significant dividends by making you more productive as you dive back in. You've no doubt heard the expression, a clutter-free space is a clutter-free mind. So take some time to archive files, declutter your desktop perhaps, and ensure that everything has a place because doing that 
will not only make your workspace tidier, it can also significantly reduce your feelings of overwhelm. And if you have kiddos who are headed back to school, it's not just a matter of organizing school supplies, but also maybe resetting expectations and also inputting all of the major dates on your family calendar. And I think a great way to deal with that, if you find that you run short of time, and frankly, who doesn't, is to delegate that to an assistant. Even if you don't have a person full-time, it can be a really good use of time and resources. It's generally not that expensive to get someone to help you put all those dates on your big calendar. It can make a real big difference as you start the year. And then finally, friend, reflecting and feeling grateful for that time away. Hopefully, you were able to make some notes and jot down reflections. If you did that, this is a great time to reflect on those. But if you didn't have a chance to do that, it's a great practice to make a few notes post-vacation that help you boost that feeling of gratitude, even as you may feel a little bit overwhelmed jumping back into work and life. So those are eight of my very favorite tips, and I am sure that you must have incredible ones that help you get restarted, and I would love to hear what they are, so please send them my way. Also, in the show notes for this episode, episode 260, I've included some additional resources, including some past podcasts that I found super helpful for reorganizing, for maximizing time and productivity. Um, Laura Vanderkam, our two-part series with her is one of those. Um, Also, the conversation that we did with the founder of Organize 365 and the Sunday Basket, she is fantastic, along with several others that I think you will really appreciate, especially if, again, if you're finding yourself a bit overwhelmed. I would love to hear what you would add to my list. So send your thoughts and your advice and your best practices my way. You can screenshot this episode and send me a direct message on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Threads. Um, Or of course, you can contact me via the website. You'll find me at shesaidshesaidpodcast.com. Click the contact link and send me your feedback. And friend, also, if you are new to She Said, She Said podcast, welcome. I am so happy that you're here. Please be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you're listening because you will not want to miss a minute of the terrific lineup that I have in store for you. So in the meantime, you take care. Thanks for joining me. And I'll talk to you again next week. And remember, She Said, She Said podcast is produced weekly by She Said, She Said Media.